Hello and welcome to Platforms for Future. This podcast is about building and scaling B2B platform ventures to help you to accelerate and de-risk your journey with practical tips and insights. In our conversations, we talk to founders, executives, and experts, uncovering what they experienced and learned building their ventures. But we also cover new trends like ecosystem strategies, IoT and data platforms, Web3 and sustainability. This podcast is complementary to our Platform Innovation Kit toolset and the Platform Academy, where you can find more tools and learning opportunities for you and your team. For more information, please visit platforminnovationkit.com. And now, enjoy today's conversation. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Platforms for Future. Today, we have a special guest. We have Marta Beckenfeld, and we will, together with her, uh, explore the topic of Web3 Metaverse and the interconnection to platforms. Hello, Marta. Welcome to our podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Super excited to talk about my favorite topic, uh, Metaverse Web3 AI and the new era of society. Yeah, unfortunately, my other lovely co-host, Natalie, cannot join today because of some family reasons. So greetings from Natalie to our audience and also to you, Martha. And I hope we can rock this topic together. And I'm sure we will do this. But before we go deeper into the whole topic and uh, and explore use cases and what does it mean, Metaverse, Web3, etc., maybe you can introduce yourself to our audience that they better understand who you are and why is this your favorite topic. <laughs> Yeah, thanks a lot. So I've always been working in uh, tech innovation and I have a very, very deep finance background. So for over 20 years now, I've been a senior executive in different positions and I've been very fortunate uh, being always also on global level. Um, so I've been in Asia, in London, also in Switzerland for uh, banks. I've been the CEO, CFO uh, on the supervisory board. Uh, so quite intense uh, finance background. And the last couple of years, I got more involved coming from finance into Web3 blockchain crypto with all the, I would say, challenges which uh, are coming with it. So I've been also at UBS and there are obviously not as excited about crypto maybe uh, as as other companies for certain reasons and i left uh ubs after i also rolled out several platforms there so i'm coming from the ecosystem platform systems which we discussed the two of us before so it's a perfect for me transformation coming from all the economics we know there so from flywheel from network effects exponential growth and now seeing what's the next next big thing and that's for me really or metaverse web3 and ai and it's all connected yeah i think we share the same passion here and we also maybe see the same transformation going from web2 to web3 which is great to see and um, yeah to your background finance background crypto crypto was one of the biggest and first use cases of let's say maybe web3 and blockchain so how would you explain metaverse and web3 to people so after some years the the topic further shaped it's better understanding now what it is but there are still some people out there don't really knowing what exactly is the web3 is metaverse so maybe from your perspective can you explain it yeah so in my simple terms but as you correctly say you ask uh, different people you get probably different answers uh, because similar to what we have seen in the internet before there is no very clear definition so from my perspective what we are trying to 
describe is something which is more like a vision. So every, I would say also calling themselves experts. So I'm a Metaverse evangelist, I'm Dean and partner at the Metaverse Academy. So we do this basically for a living. Uh, we see a huge development and we consider this as the future of the internet. So really the next big step. And what is exciting about the Metaverse in, in the vision is that you have a world which is virtual, which is digital, and which we see evolving now, which is all around you. So it's connected with the real world. That's very important. It's not a separate world where you escape to where, we, for example, we had it in some science fiction movies like Ready Player One. And we, what we see now is we have different, several little metaverses, I would say. We have the gaming part, we have the industrial metaverse, we have also Decentraland, blockchain-based, and all these metaverses are right now standalone. So you usually don't travel from one to the other because you have to use different avatars. Now being bridges being built, like we do in the real world when we have visas, when we have a passport, to go from one country to the other country is quite similar. But all of these different worlds also have different use cases. So when brands and companies come to us and ask, yeah, I want to be in Decentraland because now all the banks are there, or I want to be in Roblox because that's where so-and-so is. I think it's very important that you take a step back and really think about first, okay, what is your client experience you want to provide? What is your use case? What is really the customer experience? So I would go very much with Steve Jobs. Uh, he's my big, I would say, idol. When he started to develop, he always said, you have to start with a customer experience and then work backwards to tech. And that's actually the same also is my experience in all innovation and in everything you do. You basically ignore for a moment what, the tech is like also in companies who are incumbents and very established because you will be sure and we see that in all cases that there are other companies and there might not be incumbents startups which are already doing it and where you can partner with so that's for me really the metaverse is the experience level when we talk about web3 web3 is blockchain, is AI, is the technology level. So we talk about Web3 as a Web3 stack for different parts. So for the infrastructure, for the wearable, this is all connected to the experience. So you sometimes uh, cannot really differentiate what is what, but if you think about it in the layer of experience, metaverse, and then the Web3 in terms of providing the groundwork, then certainly AI is part of this as well. This uh, reminds me a bit on our value stack. We use always three major layers. The top layer is the engagement layer, maybe the experience layer where you bring the people together. Second layer is what we call intelligence, where you have all the data, AI-driven things. And then on the bottom, you have the infrastructure layer, which is about connecting devices, but also physical things, but could be also digital infrastructure. And in your case, it could be the blockchain, uh, providing protocols and the kind of base technology to exchange things and allow collaboration. Yeah, and the big debate now is poor definition, let's say, of the metaverse are only blockchain-based real metaverses. But I think this is a very artificial discussion because if you think about the experience, the virtual experience, how you combine this with real experience, it's totally irrelevant. And we go through different stages. So right now, like Roblox is what we call walled garden because outside Roblox, you cannot trade, uh, you cannot use Robux and you cannot trade your assets. Yeah? So different from any blockchain-based 
metaverse because there you have nfts you can trade them it's more open it's decentralized so there is a whole connection of a different world but to go from one to the other it takes time um time will be very short is my assumption because also gaming is now very much developed on blockchain now and that we also see exponential growth so that i believe that companies like fortnite and roblox they have like hundreds of partnerships already they will also move this way similar to banks will move from centralized finance as we call it to DeFi, decentralized finance so there's a whole development from where we are today for any vertical for all the companies which probably are also your clients and your partners into this new area so could we also say that the difference between web 2 and web 3 is more like not only decentralization but also the topic of sovereignty so bring the people or go to the people so it's not in the hand of the companies or the platforms the centralized things it's more like decentralized and bringing back the topic of sovereignty back to the people yeah we talk about the as you certainly will be aware creator economy yeah so everyone can be a creator and you don't need anymore as you correctly point out another platform uh and like even like roblox there are tons of creators but also with the tools we have now today and generative ai has accelerated this and all of a sudden everyone understands yeah it's a tool i can use or mid-journey i can become an artist i can use both i can write books with chat gpt and also with mid-journey it's not difficult you can do that over a weekend yeah um, so it's very interesting because your perspective changes and definitely future of work is completely changing. So, but I wouldn't be afraid of this also from a people person point of view, because you see with ChatGPT how easy these tools are or with MidJourney with more kind of creating images. You see every, everyone can do it with very limited tech skills. So similar to the smartphone, uh, and the iPhone, how this has developed. You have no clue about the tag behind it and you shouldn't, you just use it. So you just know how to use it. Like you now use touch screens. You wouldn't think about how to use it. It's in your blood, so to speak. It's almost genetically, you know, when kids, when you see them, they're on the TV and try to touch everything. So this is what will happen with the metaverse. And for me, the metaverse is only really there when it's all around us and when we don't talk about it anymore. So you would say that ChatGPT is Web3 or is it more Web2? I think it's just an example uh, for AI and you can use AI in different contexts. You can use it for Web2, but you can also use it for, for Web3. So example for Web3 is when you want to create a metaverse, you can already do this with generative AI. So NVIDIA has also three assets you can uh, 3d assets avatar you can create roblox also has a great example now where you say i want to create a car in in a big environment there's a beautiful youtube video when you see that you it's exactly clear so you can create your own metaverse and what you probably don't know a couple of months ago i created my own metaverse 
uh, also, uh, which is a place for collaboration uh, with different creators on education and learning. So I bring companies to the metaverse very simple in two, three minutes, and then you can try it and you can feel what does it mean an avatar. And the perspective changes immediately. It's accessible via desktop, via mobile, and via VR. That's also important. A lot of people have the misperception, oh, I need this awful Oculus headset, this big one, and it's so complicated. But actually, you don't need it. Having said that, the experience is much better when you have the VR set on. And now, I don't know if you have seen that a couple of days ago, last week on Thursday, a company called Human, their founders are ex-Apple employees. They have also something absolutely incredible, a wearable, so not a brain chip interface like from Elon Musk and Neuralink, where you tap on it as a camera at the same time. It's totally AI-driven and it's basically a personal assistant summarizing your meetings, helping you with your diet. So you showed a bar in front of the camera and uh, can I eat this? And I recommended no, because of your situation, cacao butter might not be the best. And then he was saying in the TED talk, I will eat it anyway. Uh, and he wanted to demonstrate the beauty that you're still in control. And I think that's a big thing also. Are we still in control when we are venturing into this new world? And that, that's from my point of view, it's so important why we all need to be engaged in this. Otherwise, we will end up with also some people who are like 80 and no clue how the smartphone works, no clue how WhatsApp works, and no online banking. They will exclude themselves from society. And tech should be used to have a better inclusion and not to have the the opposite of it. The pace of change is immense right now. And it's really hard to keep up with the pace because everything is happening at every corner of our world uh, with technology changes and new fancy things popping up though so that I imagine also that's why you created the metaverse academy and uh, to bring this um yeah all the changes and make it t tangible for the people and better understandable absolutely um, um i think once you are in in the virtual world um and once you have workshops there trainings there uh, even we do treasury hands so that people have a company information. Training is so much better there. You can do it globally. You can design things together. Uh, so just we talked before about the industry metaverse, like it's very far advanced. NVIDIA is already helping Siemens, for example. Siemens uh, expects a savings of 1.9 billion uh, US dollar. And how do they do this? They have a digital twin of their factory. Um, and they can see the entire factory. They can work with the digital twins of the factory, but also of the people. They can design things. They can fix things. They can test. Does it work? Does it not work? And that reflects on the real world what they do and what they don't do. Similar for BMW. Just imagine you design a car. You can all the, do the testing in the digital virtual world. And another very exciting part in our society is healthcare. Uh, because they already are VR trained doctors and they work with in VR, they test, they learn in VR. Would you like to be treated by an only VR trained doctor? Maybe not, but it's better than if he's just trained as a, uh, I would say, on dead bodies, not to be disrespectful. And there was even an operation last year, which was amazing. Brazilian doctors worked with experts from London to separate cool joint twins. And it was very successful because they trained in the virtual world how this could work. 
they had from these beautiful little babies, they had also a digital twin and then tested what could work, how do we separate them. So it's not all gaming and fashion what we hear. And what really excites me is healthcare or climate change. NVIDIA has um, a digital twin of the earth. So you can simulate what happens if and you can avoid big catastrophes and you can demonstrate to people if we do this, then this will really happen. So it gets more tangible. And for a lot of companies, it's also much better, much easier to serve their clients. Yeah, I think also the example you brought with the doctors, it's about collaboration, but being in different physical places. So you can also bring into this operation an experienced doctor from somewhere else in the world. It's not required that he's traveling around the world, but he can participate, uh, can support, can advise, whatever. So if you set it up, then it's also connecting things in this world. So you started also with some B2B use cases. I think some people still try to figure out, okay, huge platforms are there right now. They started to grow 15 years ago, 20 years ago. When we look back at Amazon, eBay, and so on, the, the early marketplaces now we have about 21 categories of platforms so it's well established in our economy uh, disrupting and changing and shaping every kind of industry so how do you see that the platform economy moves and transforms into the into the web3 world and that's a very good question, but we see, which you also will have noticed, that people like Amazon, uh, even Spotify, all these platforms are now going into venturing into Web3. Uh, so, for example, when you are an artist, you don't need anymore a big agency uh, because with the possibility of NFTs, non-fungible tokens, you can give a token to your to your fan fanship, so to speak, uh, so that the, this token will be very helpful uh, for the artist or the creator to serve them, to have direct contact. So basically you cut out the intermediaries. So do you need Spotify anymore? Yes, you can still be the platform because with Spotify and the token, you can create something really, truly incredible. Uh, will you need Amazon in the future? Amazon is also trying to move into, same for banks, they're all trying to understand what does it mean for me to go to the next level? For me, the, the biggest use case when we talk B2B is really the digital twin. That's the biggest use case. Uh, when we talk uh, B2C, then there are several, several different use cases. You have Nike, uh, Nike partnered, for example, with Artifact, who's a Web3 native, uh, who is now really, really top advanced. What they did, they have also developed NFTs, digital sneaker. They connect this now with the real world so that clients also have that. And on top of that, what is quite nice, they have created a marketplace. So people who want to create a Nike shoe and did never have the chance, uh, they are now creators. And it's not all about people who are only artists or per se creators. It's also about people who say, yeah, you know, great, I can do this now. Anyone can create a sneaker. And Nike sort of helps them to get onto their platform and use this platform. So from a platform point of view, to become a creator offers all the tools. Also, NVIDIA is basically a platform. And they, for me, are the most advanced in technology as far as virtual worlds, metaverse, Web3 is concerned. 
So they have uh, all everything. They have uh, they started with the ship. They they have also for OpenAI. That is one of their biggest clients. They have forty thousand, I think, companies who use them. They have a lot of creators who use them. They are a platform for those tools, which opens up a totally different new world. So as a company having a platform or having a platform model, you need to think about the network effects which you already have. How can you thrive them in Web3? And it's, again, it's not totally separate because you can, like, for example, in my metaverse, I can create connection to Web2. This is absolutely zero problem. Don't see it separate. See it also that, for example, B2C, you can go there. You can, uh, you see something doesn't have to be an NFT. You, as a digital twin, you try it on, you want to buy it, or even you want to drink a coffee next door and you see, ah, this is a nice place. You can totally connect this. And the other case B2C, which I find is really amazing is Starbucks. Starbucks has a big loyalty program. So loyalty programs also with NFTs are amazing. Uh, they don't call it NFTs. They call it stamps, a very, very old fashion. Uh, they have started to roll it out. They have so much success with their stamps, which represent special experiences. So you can go to where Starbucks was founded, to the farm, where are all the cocoa beans and whatever. You can also do something for climate change and you get stamps for your points. And on top of that, they have created also a marketplace. So like marketplaces are now the for me the place to go uh, so it's not dead it's alive more than ever but they're using nfts there yeah so everyone again becomes part of the marketplace it's no longer like at amazon the business people as a private person can uh with their stamps can trade can buy can buy special experiences so in all of this, also in the platform, in the new platform economy, what is incredible important is in B2C is the community, what you can do in the community. So a lot of the perks also from Porsche uh, with B2C, what we have just said from Starbucks, from Nike, from the big ones, but also from smaller companies are all around creating a community and making this very close to the heart. So also trigger a behavior, which is very different from what we see in, in Web2, where you basically are the platform company and these are the people and Airbnb community is not existent because you are someone who rents out and someone who rents. So here is very different because in the new also economy, but also after COVID, we are so much more desperate to have a community. We are really launching an emotional intelligence for the future of work gets incredible important. Yeah, platforms in the last years really reshaped our thinking how to do business. And a lot of what you said uh, is, is absolutely true that platforms are based on network effects. So think about how can the network become more valuable as more users are using it? And you brought up the example of Nike. So you have Nike ID, so everyone can go to nike.com and design their own shoe, but this is not a platform. But if you could design your own shoe line and then sell it, this would be amazing. So you go to a marketplace and then there could be the Marta shoe of Nike and the whatever material. Yeah, shoe but of it's Nike. exactly, they do that. They have now the marketplace. It's still Nike, but it's, you know, you are the creator and you also... Uh, participating in in royalty fees. So that's what you can do with with NFTs. You can fractionalize them. NFT 
finance. You can even rent against them. The digital asset economy or the creator economy, and as you said before, it's all together as one thing. So it's not separate. So when you are a company and want to enter into this space, it's very clear you have to make this part of your strategy. So don't think about it in a silo and be very loyal and mindful to what your company stands for. So Lego is also another example. I mean, Lego is brilliant because they were nearly bankrupt. Uh, and we think, oh, Lego, you know, Lego is beautiful. We, every one of us in our age at least has still done it. And I see that my nieces and nephews, they also still do it, which is beautiful. But it ventured into Minecraft. Minecraft is also kind of metaverse. And now they, they also have Lego stories where people are creators. So they are basically the early adapters of creator economy because anyone can make proposals for what's the next big Lego. And they, they have on YouTube all the big stories, what they do with Lego. And this is, if we think about it, this is quite going into this direction. So we have already parts of this already there. And some of the companies like Lego have picked up and, and venturing into this new world very naturally, still being loyal to what they want to do. They want to educate uh, children. They want to increase their skill set, but also they want to increase the connection with their parents. So parents spend time with kids on playing Lego. And that's what you have to think about. Any company who is entering the new space has to be loyal to their brand values and with the brand values, translate them into the new world. Dear listeners, I hope you enjoy our podcast and you can learn more about building and scaling a successful platform business. I'm Matthias, CEO of Fastbreak One. And as you know, we at Fastbreak One are platform entrepreneurs by heart. Since over 20 years, we are building new platforms and this makes us one of the most experienced platform venture builders around the globe. If you are a corporate and you tried out different strategies, consultants, IT partners, but your platform initiative struggles to scale, please check out our assessment services. For example, we work closely together with a leading insurance company who tried to establish a platform for two years, but the results were below expectations and the risk to fail was very high. Within one month, we helped them to understand the bottlenecks and created a step-by-step -step plan to scale. Today, we are working very closely with the company and the platform became a market leader. Yes, we are no consultants. We are entrepreneurs and we love to share the risk and go full in in building new platform ventures. Learn more about our experience and our practices of work at our website www.fastbreak.one or send us an email to contact at fastbreak.one. And now let's go back to the conversation. There's also this topic of purpose, right? So what is my purpose as a company? And this is the bigger, what you said, the, the value of my brand or the, the core values I represent. And based on my purpose, I see, for example, make it joyful, play, educate or whatever, or maybe save the planet. Then based on that, I see it a bit broader and then I can explore other topics, other areas around this purpose and then and try to think about what are the chances also the metaverse could give me here. And, I think uh, all research with, with clients is very clear. Clients are looking for community. Clients are looking for trusted brands. So as exactly as, as you said, what is the company standing for? Is this just, you know, 
any online shop I can go to? What is it in addition to just buying it, what it gives me? So another example is Patagonia. Patagonia is beautiful because I already recycle everything. And now if you go next level, you have the new companies who design uh, really fashion and everything only for the metaverse. Yeah? Um, and vice versa, when you design these things or when you try these things, you don't have to produce that much anymore because people know, okay, this is what I like. I don't have to go to the shop, buy it and then return it. So this whole return to Amazon can also be substantially reduced. So there are so many avenues we can take is sometimes overwhelming. And uh, I hear also from you that you see a strong connection between the digital and physical world. So Web3 is not going completely digital. And uh, you, you mentioned it at the beginning, like Ready Player One, where people come home, wear their goggles, and then they dive deep into a virtual world, but they forget about the physical world. So you don't see this. So you see a really a kind of a 50-50. So you're still in the, it's more like an augmented reality instead of a completely virtual reality. I believe that, and it's also where all the big companies are going to now in the next two, three years, as you correctly point out, augmented reality. So you go to a, to a house which you want to uh, buy is for sale, and then augmented reality will first of all lead you there, but also you see all the details there. Yeah. So what this house is about and is in a very friendly way how you maybe can change the house so think about I ikea and changing the kitchen it's all there already yeah so we have lots of the pieces are there and again augmented reality is not excluding the virtual reality is a way there and is another another part of this whole development and I believe that we will have that in the next 10, 20 years. We will still use augmented reality because it's so helpful for us to see it when you go uh, before you go to a shop or before you buy anything. Ah, I can place it here or even in in your home, uh, in the architect, you can with the architect, you can build together. You can create together because you can see everything. So it's a virtual world, it's the augmented reality. And this already exists. There are a lot of startups and I just recently went to a real estate summit. So I give a lot of examples for this specific part, which is already there. And that's sometimes for a lot of companies, totally surprising because everyone talks about meta, but no one talks about the Siemens, the BMW, the healthcare. I, I wouldn't say no one, but people, I would say normally in the press, they read, okay, meta. Then they read, oh, meta is firing people. Well, Disney is firing people. Oh yeah, forget metaverse. But this is not about firing people or shifting now everything to AI, because as we discussed at the beginning, AI is the soul of the metaverse. All the avatars are driven by AI. The 3D assets are driven by AI, the creation of the metaverse. So the better and the higher quality your AI, the easier it is. And the 10 billion meta invested is nothing compared to what NVIDIA invests, compared to what VC has last in 2021, it was like 120 billion US dollar they invested. And so you cannot imagine the what goes into this space uh, from very, very serious people. And they're very, very serious use cases. It's more about augmentation of the reality. And this forms the, the Web3. And you, you mentioned a lot of use cases also in B2B. So use cases means there's a chance to drive additional value. But do you see also some kind of risks 
may be attached to the Web3 and Metaverse? The negative part is very easy uh, because we haven't solved the challenges in the internet with uh, privacy, with data, with ethics. And this is basically accelerated here. Regulation is not complete yet. So alone, if we think about digital currency, uh, digital currency in the metaverse is a payment foundation, but you can also pay with fiat, so with normal money. Uh, so there are lots of ways now where the connection to what we already have is there. But the risks are definitely like with AI as well. Uh, so if you use AI, the Metaverse Web3, why should that be different? So WISA, I'm super, super excited about what's happening there. Also, it's very important to frame it and to put it into perspective. So advising clients also requires that you are aware of those risks. Uh, that, for example, NFTs, that you make sure you are within the legal framework in your country. And again, you will be maybe totally surprised or not surprised or frightened because in a lot of the cases, the regulation is not yet fully there. So Dubai, for example, on digital assets is already far advanced. The EU is now more advancing on, on data protection um, that can be a hurdle, but it can also be an opportunity. So you need to work with experts from all fields. And there are tons of really, really good lawyers. If I say tons, at least sufficient enough to, to drive your case. And my strong recommendation is always to start small because we are in a very innovative emerging tech space with one part. And then you think about the roadmap. That's also even startups are very successful, like no one wants to hear, but Board Ape is very successful. What they have done, they have created again a platform with 10,000 really, really boring board apes. Um, how did they do this? Because from these NFTs, you have ownership rights, you have commercial rights. And a lot of the people have now used it, Adidas, all the influencers like Snoop Dogg, Eminem, M&M, uh, Tag Heuer even incorporate, uh, incorporate MasterCard, uh, another card. So there are lots of cooperation with partners where this comes to life and they are worth now 4.5 billion. That comes really with the territory that you plan. And there is uh, was a roadmap leaked, which is very interesting, that these guys are not just, okay, we make some board apes. And they were surprised about the success, but they had a clear view on, yeah, let's develop it. And then they also had fortunate luck on their side. And they created a, a community also with live events. So again, digital, physical, uh, real, and digital. Yeah, I think uh, the point you mentioned at the beginning uh, was about um, <laughs> yeah, when it's when it's the connection between physical and uh, virtual world, and you now bring in, for example, the cryptocurrencies and stuff like that. Then you have to deal also with the regulation, and um, you have to keep up with the regulation. So it really feels sometimes like a hurdle or kind of a bottleneck because, as an example, you're also uh, supporting a decentralized finance startup and then you have to go through each kind of country and get the kind of financial license yeah? so you need to uh, be compliant to the regulation and then you have to deal with a lot of regulations uh, because you are not only present in one country but you're present around the world you have to deal with that yeah it's it's a bit of a, a tricky part so moving into this direction and you mentioned education is great you need to start with the purpose but how can i also find the right 
use case, let's say this way. So is there something you learned over the last years you can use as a kind of a pattern or use kind of a blueprint, how to search for the right use case? Yeah, what we usually do is when, depending on which company comes to us, first of all, we show them what is there in the industry. Yeah? So what use cases are already there, maybe for their specific part. And it really depends. You can have, as we just described, so you need to understand where is the most value. And we have created a Canva where uh, we really say, okay, what are your clients? So are these the existing clients? Are these the next generation clients? Whom do you want to reach? What are those similar to what you do in the digital innovation? What are those requirements for the clients? Very abstract. So not they want to digital, they want online or whatever, but more like the next generation is very concerned about sustainability, trust, brand values, also the existing generation, but there are differences in generation. But you have to be very careful also to cluster generations because very often it's a mindset. And then you will see if it's for my existing clients, I might do something very different in terms of use case. And what we always find very helpful and companies have really enjoyed with us is providing experiences in the sense of testing, educating in the metaverse. So we go to big events where we provide these experiences, bring them to different worlds. Uh, like next week, I'm in Monaco. So there's a real life event with all the cracks. Myself, I'm there. I'm not perhaps a crack, but I'm there with all the big guys. And then I, in the afternoon, I do two, three hours in the metaverse where we have meditation, where we have Web3 crazy people who show their art, where we have uh, the discussion about avatars as health heroes. So this is a kind of education you can provide to the audience. And you can also train your own people. You have can have workshops. So we usually start really with, let's understand first what is the metaverse, what kind of differences there are, what is the landscape, and then people, and they know, they know their clients, they know their company. I don't think it's ever good if you have a boilerplate, okay, these are banks, you do this. These are fashion, you do this. Because every case, every company, I my belief is, has a different use case. They have different clients, even though they might be also in the fashion league. So if we think about the old way, is also in banking, you always thought, okay, I'm UBS, what products does Credit Suisse has? And obviously now, since Credit Suisse is no longer in the same league, but you might think, okay, what does JP Morgan have? This is the very old product view. Then you were going to the next level and think about, okay, what else do they offer? What is the experience? And then when you think the next layer is, what are the companies who change the experience? And we are platform ecosystem. So changed experiences are from Apple. They are from Netflix. They are not from banks. They are not from fashion. Totally hyper-personalized Google, like on the, uh, really on the click. So this is changing my expectation. So now think about Starbucks. You know, you go to Starbucks. Yesterday, when I was at an SAP event, they had a coffee bar. I had a sticker. I got a token. I didn't know it was, I don't know it was a token, but no one knew it's a token. A beautiful espresso bar. You pass your token. You can put in like in Starbucks, what are your preferences? They save it. And you get your beautiful Italian super coffee, better than Starbucks, my view. And you see a big screen, sustainability, vegan, more this. And so the whole analysis, but in a, in a very nice way. Next time I go there, 
I also get my preferences. I can change them. And they can, again, they can create a community and give me special perks. They can ask me to join a club, you know, similar to what Starbucks does, but in a different way. It's not so expensive. It's all on blockchain. You can reach people much more easy. Uh, digital wallets, you can now create. You don't even need digital wallets in the sense of that your clients keep it. MasterCard has done an accelerator music program. Also, NFT, two seconds it took me. I didn't, you don't talk about NFTs. You just use it as technology. So that's why every every time you can think, okay, I can use it. I, and you can think beyond because like for NFTs, there are already 100 use cases. So there is a graphic with 100 use cases and that's even beyond. So think about which experience could be really exciting for my clients. And to get your inspiration going, you need to try it yourself because if you have never been in the metaverse or if you leave it to your only marketing people as a CEO, I think it won't work. It's It must be you. You must feel this is right for me. So in terms of how you should go about it, first, have the experiences. Uh, then we develop workshops with them because they know their clients. Do you want new, existing, and so on and so forth. So really, in terms of a proper strategy and not like any big consulting wouldn't work here. I make this tailor make and it's all the same strategy for all banks, for all fashion, for all Siemens, for all BMW is all the same. Then, then you can't get the innovation and you won't differentiate. It reminds me on our approach. We have also this step-by-step -step approach when we work with the companies and help them to explore. So it's always start with the educate step, try to understand the topic, show examples, and then we call it ecosystemized to go into and think about the ecosystem. What are the needs? What kind of experience you can change in the ecosystem as we see that there are the boundaries between industries are blurring more and more. So we talk about ecosystem of mobility, healthcare, whatever. So think broader and then uh, go into deeper exploration of use cases and then shape them. Maybe one more, um, it's not a small topic, but we have only a few minutes left. But what about trust? I think uh, so. when you come to digital, metaverse, everything, digital twin, different avatars, different identities, crypto, everything is moving into digital. So how do you see trust as a big topic moving into the Web3 metaverse? Yeah, it's a discussion we had a couple of minutes ago. Do I trust the internet? Do I trust Netflix? Do I trust Apple? Um, consumers are very intuitive because they give so much data and they trust because over the years they have established the trust. For the new Web3, there are a lot of people who don't trust. So you have to establish, you have to develop the trust. It's not a given. And what you just said and how you go about it, I think is very important. You start with the experience. So what is your experience? And if people change the, I mean, can easily be misused. So if you are not having the proper framework around it, like avatar, you have to define the KYC, for example, when you deal with people, how much information do you need to make sure this is the person and that person is a real person but that's the same like you have in other platforms. Again, it's not a change. It's just accelerating because you are all of a sudden in a different tech environment. But also in this tech environment, there are lots of companies and startups, uh, very, very reliable, 
who have built um, mechanisms for KYC, who are helping, and even big companies as well, also with digital wallet, uh, that it's all, in quotes, safe, as much as it can be safe as the internet is safe. Uh, so trust is not a given, as in real life with real people, you have to earn it. There are some good quotes about that, but trust comes by bike, but leaves by Ferrari. So you need to earn this trust and you need to think about how can I earn this trust and what kind of mechanisms I need to put in place, like identity checks or whatever, to build up the trust over the time. Yeah, Marta, it was a big pleasure to talk to you. And I really could feel that you are, and I hope also the audience could feel this, that you are 100% or 1000% passionate about this whole topic. You love it and you have brought a lot of great examples here to the table. Thank you very, very much for joining. And yeah, let's stick, let's stay together. Uh, let's say uh, maybe we can repeat or continue this conversation later on. And um, thank you very much for joining. And, yeah, thanks yeah. a lot for giving me the opportunity to talk about, uh, as you say, what I really, really love is the metaverse. Otherwise, I wouldn't have my own metaverse now. But I think if you talk about it, you also need to create it yourself uh, because otherwise there's no point just theoretically talking about stuff you don't understand. Perfect. Thank you very much. And yeah, let's stay in contact and thank you for joining. Thanks. Thanks a lot.